You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. He was there for me through the, that was the roughest time of my life. And that says something about someone who can be there for you in the roughest time of your life, that can love you through the roughest time of your life. Because I know during that time and that space in life, I was hard to love. And I know that there's been other spaces in life that I have been hard to love. I know that. I know that. I know that. So I was, I'm grateful for that time. I remember those times. I remember the conversations. I remember the times he just let me talk. Then I remember the times he lay into me. You feel me? I remember those times. You know, I remember being younger, him coming to my games. I re, I remember the wedding. Now listen, y'all. I remember the wedding, uh, because I remember the song he sung to his wife. That was like, I think it was my first time hearing him sing. And I remember I got mad because I was like, what? Okay, God. So what happened? Like, yo, <laughs> you gave that to him, but you didn't think to give me even like a portion of it. As a health and wellness coach, Gordon Walker Jr. assists his clients in losing weight, gaining weight, are just being fit. He also helps with meal plans. You can reach him at 302-990-8907 or you can visit the website at numa24.goherbalife.com That's numa24 at goherbalife.com What's up, everybody? You are listening to the What Now podcast, where we discuss ways of effectively addressing life's most difficult moments. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the What Now podcast. That's right. The What Now podcast, where we discuss effective ways of facing life's most difficult moments. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn, but before I tell you a little bit about myself, let's go back. Remember, we have replaced that word difficult with what? That's right, defining moments, defining moments. Why? Because we have the right, the ability, and the responsibility 
to define those moments and not allow those moments to define us. Now, my name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. I provide tools and strategies to transition individuals from merely existing to living life full of purpose. That's right, living life full of purpose. Now, if you're out there and you're wondering if I am talking to you, if you're wondering at purpose is inside of you. I want you to take this time to breathe in. Hold it. Breathe out. One more time. Breathe in. Hold it. Breathe out. If you were able to complete that exercise, that means that there's breath yet in your body. Therefore, purpose remains. I'm excited to be back with you guys. I have not done a show where I sat and spoke to you guys in a little while. I've been utilizing this platform as well to introduce you guys to other voices that are changing the world, capturing the world, impacting the world, whatever you want to identify it. I've been introducing you to different voices so that we have diversity on this show. If you know anything about me, I believe in repping diversity. I believe in repping diversity. I believe that it is important that we have everyone at the table, that everyone is represented in some manner at the table. Why? Because when we have that diversity, it gives us the ability to learn from each other. When we learn from each other, it gives us the ability, the ability to grow. It gives us the, the ability, the ability, the ability to develop. It gives us the ability to stretch ourselves out and experience life to the fullest. All right. So guys, here's why I'm on tonight. My father passed away uh, last week. Yet it'd be last week by the time you hear it. Yes. Um, and I've been trying to find the language uh, to say something on Facebook. I wanted to write something on Facebook. You know, sometimes people write nice things on Facebook. I wanted to do that. And every time I went to sit down to, to put the words together, for some reason, I was not able to find the very words to say. So then I started thinking, I was like, Cliff, why are you trying to write something when you are a far better speaker then you are a writer. Now, that says something as well, too, because, listen, if you read my first book from Stagnation to Transformation, which is available at www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation, if you've read that, then you know I'm a pretty good writer. I'm a pretty good writer. But I know that my greatest skill, my greatest gift is my ability to communicate through this beautiful voice through this voice that everybody loves, through this voice that brings peace, guidance, direction, and understanding, through this, this voice that brings about revelation and impartation, that brings about transformation. You know, so I, I sat and I realized, Cliff, you're trying to find the words to say when you just need to hop on the mic and just start talking. And if you hop on the mic and start talking, then the words will come to you. The words will come to you. If you know me, I believe in organic conversations. I don't believe in scripting a lot of things. I respect those who go by a script. I understand the purpose of a script. It has its place 
It has its value. But for this platform and for Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through organic conversations, regardless of how uncomfortable and unpopular those conversations are, you can check that out by visiting my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. We have already launched season three. It is available on multiple platforms. So I want you to go there, listen to the first episode of season three. Then I want you to go back and listen to season two and season one. Okay, baby. But I don't want you to do that right now. Okay. So if you know uh, if you've ever listened to the show, you already know that I'm big on organic conversations because you get to feel the pain. You get to feel the passion. You get to feel the love. You get to feel the excitement. You get to feel the energy because it's happening right then and right there. So we're going to have a conversation tonight. And this is a conversation that I want to have either with my father, I guess I would want to have it with him or, you know, about him or to him or however. All right. So I want you to sit back, relax and enjoy today's or tonight's episode. So here I am. Here I am. I'm facing the reality that my father is no longer with us uh, in the physical sense. He's no longer physically here with us. And I've had a roller coaster of emotions throughout this week. I've had a roller coaster of emotions. I still remember the phone call from his wife. I still remember all of those things. I, and I'm, I'm just sitting and I'm contemplating and I'm sitting and I'm thinking. And as I'm sitting and I'm thinking, I'm just at a space where it's like, man, sometimes we don't have respect for time. Many people define stagnation as not producing, and I understand that, but let me add a little weight to the definition of stagnation. Stagnation may be where you're not producing, but it also may be where you're producing at a level or in a dimension that's disrespectful to your purpose and your creation. I've written a tool that will assist you to number one, find out the areas that you have stagnation in. And then number two, it's going to give you some tools, strategies, and techniques to transition from stagnation to transformation. And that tool of that book is called From Stagnation to Transformation. I want you to head over to my website right now, and I want you to download the preview of the book. After you download the preview of the book, read it. After you read it, and you're hooked, I want you to come back to the website and I want you to purchase your copy of From Stagnation to Transformation. Why? Because I want you to make an investment in your now to produce a future that's connected to your purpose. So again, I want you to visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation. At the top, you're going to see a tab that says book preview. Click it, download it, read it. And I want you to come back and purchase your copy of From Stagnation to Transformation. We don't 
have respect for time. And I, I'm, I'm going to say sometimes I don't have respect for time because I don't want to just throw a blanket statement out there. And that statement does not have anything to do with you. Sometimes I haven't respected time. Sometimes I believed that we have forever. Whether we have forever with individuals or we just have forever to do some of the things that we've been called, created, and designed to do. And some of us may say, well, Cliff, you know, I have a respect for time. And I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And you may have a respect for time. But some of us don't. The reality is that, you know, some of us don't have that respect for time. And it's not in what we verbally say. Sometimes it's in our actions. It's in our behaviors. It's in our inability to show up. You know, one of the things that uh I haven't said much to a lot of people, I've only said this to few people, around the month of June, June or July, the creator really began to deal with me about my ability to show up and to be present, my ability to show up and be present. He began to deal with me. A month later, I was contacted by a young man. I call him my pastor. He has a great movement, the reform. Uh, Michael Wesson is doing a great work, y'all. I'm telling you, check it out, check it out, check it out. He contacted me about being the forum leader for September. And the subject he wanted to talk about was covenant. He wanted me to cover was covenant. And one of the things I did not want to talk about covenant because I realized that me talking about covenant was going to make me have to deal with some of the things in my life. Now, here's the thing. I never, when I talk about situations, I'm never going to talk about, excuse me, the other person. I'm always going to talk about me. I'm going to talk about what God dealt with me about. I'm going to talk about my shortcomings. I'm going to talk about my stubbornness. I'm going to talk about my pride. I'm going to talk about all of the things that I embody that caused me not to make very good decisions over the years or to cause me to make good decisions over the years. Why? Because I have to work on me. I can't work on nobody else. I can't focus on anybody else. I have to focus on me. I have to focus on me. Baby, can you focus on me? That's talking to myself. All right. But, um, so, he asked me what I teach on covenant. Okay. So I said, sure, I don't mind. Um, but the whole time I'm minding, but I knew it was an assignment from Elohim. I knew that the creator wanted me to talk about covenant. And why would he want me to talk about covenant? He wanted me to talk about covenant because he wanted me to face some of the things that I spent years running from. And the main thing that I spent years running from was myself. I spent years running from myself. I spent years running from myself. And here's the thing about running for your, from yourself. Sometimes when you run from yourself, it manifests in ways where you run from your familiar, you run from your family, you run from your family and you start to create other families. You start to create other families. You start to impact other families. You start to empower other families. You start to set other things up that don't force you to deal with the thing that you're running from. It doesn't force you to deal with the thing that you're running from. If y'all there, listen to me, this happens a lot in ministry. It happens a lot in ministry. And it is these reasons 
that somebody sees somebody. That's my brother. That's my uncle. That's my sister. This is my spiritual mom. That's my spiritual mom. This is my spiritual father. That's my spiritual father. I'm not talking against the family units that are built in ministry. I believe it's effective. I believe when it's done correctly, it's very effective. But I'm saying that when you do that from a place of brokenness, that is not healthy. That is not healthy. And that's why you find yourself making multiple families within that because now you're still searching for the very thing that you keep running from. And you can't get it from this unit. You can't get it from that unit. You can't get it from that unit. And the reality is you will never get it until you return to the original unit. Now, I'm not saying that when you return to it, that it's going to be all peaches and cream. I'm not saying that when you return to it, you guys are going to be tight knitted or any of those things, but you can't run from it. You cannot run from it. And there may be times that God tells you to separate yourself, that you have to separate yourself. And there's a purpose behind you being separated, a purpose behind him separating you, but you need to make sure that you don't extend that separation or you have to make sure that you aren't the result of or the reason for the separation. You have to make sure that when he tells you to go back, you go back. You don't go back too soon. You don't go back too late. You go back when he tells you to go back. And you know, I talk about God. I talk about the creator, Elohim, Yahweh. I talk about him on here because that's who works for me. It works for me. Whoever you subscribe to, you already know. I respect that. I respect that. But I have to give you principles thoughts and values based upon what I personally experienced and what has worked for me throughout the years. Okay. So I was out, I was building families. I was, you know, empowering. God was using me greatly, using me greatly, but I still had an emptiness there. There was still an emptiness there. And this is a twofold thing for me, covenant. Okay. Because a lot of people think that I just separated myself from my dad's family. But the reality is that I also separated myself from my mom's family. And it wasn't too long ago that I really started reconnecting with my mom's family. So um, about, yeah, as I said, June, God started dealing with me concerning it, talking about covenant and everything, and letting me know how I, even though I was being effective and even though he was using me and using me greatly in, in, in some areas, that there was still portions of me, fragments of me, that I needed to go back and pick up and go back and pick up. And me and my dad, we started talking uh, more. We were talking about linking up and getting together and going to see my grandmom. And, you know, we, we really had begun to talk about, you know, other things. And I really was beginning to make efforts to no longer be the reason why I wasn't connected to my family. But yet at the same time, still thinking I had time. I still thought I had time. I still thought that I had time. Um, And as I said, I started reconnecting with my mother's family as well. And a lot of things, I'll tell you, one of the things, a lot of answers a lot of questions got answered. A lot of greater understanding was brought about. So then we fast forward to here where we are now. And, you know, I'm just thinking about some of the memories I had with my dad. I remember when my, I remember when my mother passed and it was a very low moment for me, probably the lowest moment of my life. 
And I remember going through my bout of depression, yo. I mean, when I tell you I went through depression, yo, it was depression times 20, yo. I went through the greatest bout of depression of my life because my mother was the rock of our family and she was my best friend. I could tell my mother anything. And I felt as if I lost my best friend and I didn't know what to do. And there were times I remember God gave me so much grace. I would go to work and nobody would know what was going on with me. Nobody would know what was going on with me. Some people knew because, you know, they can see. And then some I would communicate it to. But I was able to still function at work, but I was living life like a zombie. I remember that. I remember you know, going through those times. And I have to say that was a time that my father was there for me more than I ever can remember. He was there for me through the, that was the roughest time of my life. And that says something about someone who can be there for you in the roughest time of your life, that can love you through the roughest time of your life. Because I know during that time and that space in life, I was hard to love. Fit for sport, fit for life. Numa Wellness and Spa offers mobile massage services. Gordon Walker Jr. specializes in deep tissue and sports massages. Massages range from 60 to 90 minutes. Numa's hours of operations are Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Happy hours are between 1.30 p.m. and 5.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. During this time, Clients receive massages at a discounted rate. Gordon also specializes in paraffin treatment, ear candling, mobile first aid, CPR, and AED classes, as well as mobile notary services. Coming soon, Zumba and yoga classes. For more information and to schedule an appointment, visit www.numawellnessspa.com or email them at newmade7816 at gmail.com. Newmade is spelled P-N-E-U-M-A-D-E. Or you can call them at 302-990-8907. And I know that there's been other spaces in life that I have been hard to love. I know that. I know that. I know that. So I was, I'm grateful for that time. I remember those times. I remember the conversations. I remember the times he just let me talk. Then I remember the times he lay into me. You feel me? I remember those times. You know, I remember being younger, him coming to my games. I I remember the wedding. Now, listen, y'all. I remember the wedding uh, because I remember the song he sung to his wife. That was like 
I think it was my first time hearing him sing. And I remember I got mad because I was like, what? Okay, God. So what happened? Like, yo, <laughs> you gave that to him, but you didn't think to give me even like a portion of it, like just a small little portion of it. Like when I still don't understand that today, like, okay, why haven't I sunk? Well, maybe, maybe it's fell on me now. Maybe, maybe it's here now. Maybe I need to exercise it. I don't think so. But I remember him singing. And then guys, there's this picture that's going around right now. Matter of fact, I might make it the actual, it'll probably be the cover of this episode. I'm trying to understand this outfit that I had on. And it's not the outfit I'm trying to understand, but on one side of the shirt, the shirt is tucked into my belt, but it's not tucked into my pants. I don't know what I was thinking. I, I I just don't get it. I don't get it. But, you know, I just think about a lot of the memories, um, you know, with, with my dad and my encouragement to each and every one of you that is listening to this podcast is that you not waste another moment with your loved ones that you not waste another moment with your loved ones. If they're still here, uh, one of the things that I, I told um, one of my friends is that I'm at a space in life now where people are going to have to tell me to back off. Cliff, you got to back off because you're just doing too much. That's going to help me find that balance because I realized that I'm not great at relationships. <laughs> I'm laughing about it, yo. I realize that, like, you know, I realize that I've talked about my marriage, how, you know, I feel like I was a better friend than I was a husband. And then after this, I have to really, really think about it. Was I even a good friend? But that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But I want to say this to my brothers, from my brother Juan P to my brother Dante. To my sisters, Lisa, Shawnee, Whitney, Shelly, to all my nieces and nephews, I want to publicly apologize for not being there. I want to publicly apologize for not being there. But the reality is, I got to be honest with you. I just didn't know how to be there. I did not know how to be there. And I understand that that sounds like something dumb to say. I just didn't know how to be there because I just couldn't face myself. And I'm not even talking about my sexuality. That's not has nothing to do with it. Honey. I know, I know whose I am. I know, I know, and I'm proud to be a gay black man. Feel me? But I'm talking about just facing who I was. You know, I, I had several bouts with depression, several bouts with low self-esteem, self-hatred, all of those things. I hated the way I talk. I hated the way I look. And that's the crazy thing about it. How in the world could I hate the way I look? Just look at me. But I really did. I hated the way I look. I hated the way I talked. I hated the way I acted. I hated all those things about me. I hated that I was quiet. Now, I've embraced that. That's the reality of it. Now, I've embraced who I am. I'm just a very observant person. When I get to know people, I'm not as quiet as people think that I am. 
but that's just who I am. So I do. I apologize for not being there for you guys. To my brothers and sisters, uh, starting with my brother Juan P, you already know. I did a whole episode dedicated to you. I love you, bro. To my other brother and sisters, y'all, I just love you. I think you all are amazing. I know that dad is proud of each and every one of you. Um, I just pray that, uh, we stick together and I know we will. I know we will. Um, but I also pray that each and every one of you will continue to tap into your purpose and God's design for your life. And I just pray for continuous success in every area of your life to my grandmother and grandfather. <laughs> um, I love y'all to life. I love you to life. And I'm so glad. I'm not, a, not glad about the situation, but I am glad that we've been brought together now. I'm glad that we've been brought together now. I, I am truly glad about that mom Cheryl, you already know what's up i love you i appreciate you um i appreciate you being that bridge at times i remember the conversations you had with me i remember the conversations you had with me i remember our time studying the word together i remember that ride to work too you always talk about that ride to work where i couldn't see but my question is did you make it there safely that's the only thing that matters but i love you i admire your strength I admire your, your poise. I admire just who you are, uh, in God. And I just continue to pray for your strength and your encouragement. And I want you to know that we got your back through this entire, uh, situation. And we want nothing for you, but for you to live your life. You already know how dad would want you to do it, to live your life, to enjoy life. You have uh, much more life to enjoy. So we just will be here to support you 100%. So that's pretty much everything I had to say. As I said, I just couldn't piece the words together, but dad, I just want you to know, I love and appreciate you. I love and appreciate you. I may not have said it as much as I needed to say, or I may have said it, but may not have shown it as much as I need to show it. Funny story. Funny story, okay? So this year, <laughs> dad's birthday, okay? I missed his birthday. I missed his birthday this year. And dad texted me a couple days later. He said, Cliff, everything all right? I said, yeah, everything all right. How's your eyes? He always asks about my eyes. I always ask about his back. Everything's good. We talk sports, you know. And then it clicked to me. Wait a minute. I miss dad's birthday. So I apologize for, to him for missing his birthday. Now, that's not the funny part of the story because some of y'all probably like, some son you are, listen, I probably done far worse than that. You know, thank God for forgiveness. Amen. Anyway, fast forward to June, Father's Day. I wake up the Sunday before Father's Day and I said, oh, snap. I didn't text dad and tell him happy father's day. So I sent him this text on father's day. I can't remember everything I said in the text. And at the end of it, I put happy father's day. 
I love you, man. He texts me back. No, I kept driving and uh, I reached out to uh, my son and I said, wait a minute. You didn't tell me happy Father's Day. And he was like, yo, Father's Day is next week. <laughs> so I text dad back and I was like, I see I'm a week early. That's me waking, making up for the missed birthday. I said, but I meant everything that I said, and I'm going to resend you that same message next week. But that was just a little funny story. But dad, I love you. Thank you for everything that you did. And thank you for being who you were to each and every one of us. We all love you and you live on in each and every one of us. And as we unite together, we will see more of you <laughs> than we've ever seen before. But I want you to know that I am present. Create a great day. Walk with purpose. And by all means, execute your vision. Peace.